Welcome, everybody, to the 23rd episode of the Salsia Art Podcast, where we like to talk about geeky things like comics, video games, um, basically like anything with a good story. That's what it's all about. And today is a very, uh, a very fun episode because I'm not doing this alone in my back. Well, technically I am, but I'm being joined remotely by my buddy, Derek, who is also a huge Spider-Man fan. So, Derek, go ahead and say hi. What's going on, man? It's good to have you back. Yeah, no, it's it's good to not be doing this alone anymore as well. Um, well, it's a little different because you're so far away now. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um, so originally, this was an idea that Derek had had. Um, I believe it was after the news had broke that Mar- or Disney and Sony were having issues regarding coming to an agreement on whether or not to keep Spider-Man in the MCU. Um, it was it, it was a battle that's been gone on for I think almost two months, and just today news broke that they did finally come to an agreement where Spider Man's going to be in one more solo movie and one more, I guess possibly a team up movie, maybe another Avengers if they still have the Avengers going, and um, I guess what's going to happen is Disney is going to be fronting like twenty five percent of whatever it costs to make the movie, so they'll also be getting twenty five percent back. And yeah, um, what, what were your initial thoughts regarding the first time you heard that that whole mess was happening, Derek? Oh, uh, man. Well, for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, I won't say much, but God, those, they would not have continued with that ending. <laughs> if, for anyone who stayed and watched the end credits, if they were to just like, oh, okay, well, that's it. Like, no, you could not have had it end that way. Oh. So... I'm definitely glad that they were able to work out whatever they had to to get at least one more out of them. Mm-hmm. So what do you think was going on? Do you think it was Sony playing hardball? If this was initially something they were always going to do? Or do you think there was something that swayed them to come back? What do you think? Um, I mean, shit, it's hard to say at this point <laughs> because it looked like Sony was just like, okay, fine, we don't need you. And clearly they saw the backlash and like I said, it's like even the own star was like unfollowing them. I saw, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, you know that's bad when he's doing all that. And I mean, everyone knew they had to do one more. They could not have just left it yeah. that way. There's no way. Yeah, totally. Um, I just thought, I don't know, man. Uh, when I first heard what Sony was doing, my whole idea was my the way I was kind of feeling what was happening was. Like, Sony was feeling very successful. You know, they just had that stellar, you know, PS4 game. Um, Into the Spider-Verse was amazing. I think it's easily uh, probably one of the top three Spider-Man movies ever made. And then you've got Venom, which did amazing, um, you know, in the in the box office. They, it brought in millions. Like, the thing was a cash cow. It was fantastic for them. And they not, see- okay. not, as hor- not as horrible as everyone was saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Um, you know. I think I think you would think it. You actually no, you probably won't like it. But you know, yeah. to be honest, it, to me, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm still. I mean, like, I'm not against seeing it. I just don't think I'd ever pay to see it, just because <laughs> I it, didn't pay to see it. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. But I'm I'm partial to uh-huh. Venom, so. Yeah, well, same here. I've been a huge fan. I remember, um, like, in 92 or 91, my brother and I was being obsessed with the character because it was just such a cool design and just such a 
cool idea of there being like this evil sort of version of Spider-Man, but not really evil. He's still like a lethal protector. And um, yeah, it's, you know, just always really been a fan of the whole idea of it and the whole aspect of him knowing who Peter Parker is and knowing all his, his thoughts and his fears and where he lives and who matters to him. And, you know, it just made him that much more of a dangerous villain because he could outright go and kill Peter Parker and he could outright go ahead and kill all these people and that he loves and torture them. Um, but, you know, the way Eddie kind of goes about it is, you know, it's very interesting to see him kind of have this whole journey of starting off as this completely evil villain, trying to become a better person, eventually getting over this hatred of Peter Parker. Um, so to ha take that whole aspect out of the character, I just, I can't be okay with it. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's like what they did to Deadpool in the original X-Men Wolverine Origins. Just, no. I'm oh, sure it's not God. as bad. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not as much of a bastard as... No, no, I, don't, I don't know if anything can be that bad. Yeah. Um, but basically, I kind of feel like all these successes were kind of giving Sony sort of a big head. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe we don't need Disney to go and make this kind of money because clearly we're doing okay on our own. Why are we going to be sharing all this profit? And... Um, you know, I don't know if it was the backlash. I kind of feel like it possibly was because a lot of times whenever they would post anything regarding the release of, you know, the Blu-ray and DVD and the digital version of Far From Home, the top comments were always something about like Save Spider-Man or Boycott Sony. And, you know, maybe that was it or maybe this was their whole thing. Um, but it, in a way, Sony had the advantage because Marvel had placed Spider-Man into be like this this position of such importance that taking him away really screwed over so much of probably what they were planning to do. And Sony knew like, Hey, they could easily play hardball knowing the, the you know, the fact that they painted themselves into a corner. Um, but who knows? I'm just really glad that they eventually came to terms and was like, you know what? No Spider-Man film has earned as much as the films that, you know, Marvel has been a part of. So and they eventually did come around, and that's kind of where we are today, you know. Yeah, when I saw first I thought it may be fake, and then I, oh, there we go. That's oh, what yeah. everyone was waiting for. Yeah, dude, in all the weeks, it's all you've been seeing is, like, Spider-Man's back, Spider-Man's back, and, like, or there's rumors of talks and stuff, and it was always these, like, nothing websites that you've never heard of, and I'm like, no, no, and as soon as I saw this, posted today i'm like mm. but then i saw that it was in variety i'm like oh shit this is it this is legit yep. and i think i scared my daughter because i was like oh my god <laughs> and she was looking at me like is daddy okay daddy's very okay daddy is feeling a sense of relief which is very sad considering you know this is real life and i probably shouldn't be this obsessed with fictional characters but whatever I was gonna say, just wait till she gets wait till she gets old enough to be like, you're getting excited over this. Oh well, I'm hoping she's right there with me. Like, you know, she sees Spider. -Man I'm sure she will be. <laughs> and uh, like that, those first previews of Into the Spider Verse. Whenever she sees Spider Gwen, she would flip out and get so excited. And when we'd go to the library and stuff, there'd be graphic novels of Spider Gwen, and she would see it and just be like, I gotta check this out. And I tell her, this is like the eighth time you checked out this comic book. You can't even read, and she doesn't care. She just loves the character. So I was going to say, she better like it. It's where her name comes from. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so moving on from that fantastic news, 
uh, it, Derek had suggested, you know, doing like the top films and stuff. And uh, it prompted, it got me thinking like, maybe we should, you know, put out the question there, a few different questions, really. Like favorite Spider-Man movie, least favorite Spider-Man movie, favorite Peter Parker, least favorite. And um, that's kind of what we're going to delve into today. Um, if, unless you first want to do your top, you know, in order the films. I don't know if I actually put them in order um, from worst to best. Do you want to? Or? I mean, it, and, and during it, we can save it for the end. And if we get to it, we get to it. But oh, I think okay. by, I think by answering these questions, it'll kind of give yeah, an idea definitely. of what our ranking will be. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, the first question that I posted on Instagram, and I'm going to read off some of the answers that people gave, um, was well, the first one is, what is your absolute favorite Spider-Man movie? Um, Power Doodler said Into the Spider-Verse. My buddy, a.k.a. Fleck, said Spider-Verse is the best film. It won an Oscar, no competition. My buddy Aspen Art said Into the Spider-Verse as well. Uh, let me see. Just the Doctor 88 said Amazing Spider-Man 1. Loved almost everything except the suit. The suit was okay. Definitely improved in 2. He was one of the few that actually said Amazing Spider-Man 1, which which really surprised me. A lot of his uh, answers really took me by surprise. Um, Bobody, uh, that's another buddy. <laughs> is uh, Spider-Man 2 is what he put. All caps. Um, Dougal Draw says it's going to be a toss-up between Spider-Man 2 and Homecoming. Mirror Comics put Spider-Man 2. Brandon Reardon put Spider-Man 2 as well. And let's crash this parade. Says, OG, mate. It's zany, heartfelt. It's fun. Feels old school. Feels a little outdated, but in the best way. And I love it. All right. So how about you, man? What is your favorite Spidey film? So I the original Spider-Man was on TV the other day. And I completely... It's not my favorite, but I was sitting there watching it with my kid, and I just—I told her, I said, "Man, I forgot how good this movie really is," mm-hmm. because it was—I mean, it was one of like the first major ones to get it going. I think it was probably that and Iron Man were like neck and neck almost. I think, or maybe Iron Man came way after. I don't even I remember. But, I mean, they're the—they're the pioneer. The, they were the pioneers, mm-hmm. I think. But. But if I had to pick one, I mean, I got to go with, I honestly, I have to go with Far From Home. I mean, it was just, it, it was way too damn good. I mean, just, and especially, like I said, that ending, that just yeah. got me. It's, it got you throwback naturally. <laughs> and I, I mean, the whole, and I never actually, you know, saw Mysterio that way. Yeah. And I thought Hall did a fantastic job as the character mm-hmm. and just the story in it and every, I mean, it just had you thrown for so many surprises and you're just like, what the hell? Like, okay. It's but no, so dude, I, 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 yeah, I got to go with far from home. Really? That's awesome. Um, for me, it was definitely a toss up. This might kind of surprise you. Um, far from home. I was thinking about, it, and it is easily the most fun Spider-Man film I've watched. It's just a blast to see the character and just how funny, you know, it is to see him interact with all these kids and stuff. Uh, Gyllenhaal, like you said, was a fantastic villain. He was so fun to watch. Um, and he's just so convincing, too, whether whatever side he wants to play. And just like you said, all the twists and turns were great. Um, but thinking about it, and the one that I felt like had the most heart um, was Into the Spider-Verse. 
the whole aspect of, you know, Miles becoming this reluctant hero, his relationship with his dad, relationship with his uncle, the past he can choose, you know, having to be a hero, having these mentors, um, the animation, so much about it was just so special and just felt like this is such a unique thing that they made. And as much as I've been ragging on Sony, like, hey, they don't know what they're doing. In this case, they really knocked it out of the park. And, you know, it isn't just that it's fun or that it's funny or the animation's cool. Like I said, it's really, it has a lot of heart. And it's really fun to kind of see Miles go through this whole journey of trying to become the kind of hero that he he knows he could be. So for me, yeah, that's, I, it's weird to say, but yeah, Sony um, and the Spider-Verse was one of the ones for me. Well, no, see, I actually just watched that movie based on your recommendation. Oh, okay. I just watched, I actually sat and watched it finally. And <laughs> okay. it was, it was, it was really good. I, I won't, I can't say it's the best. That's just my opinion. Okay. Um, it is really good. Way better than I ever imagined. Oh. Um, I don't know too much about Miles or I don't know if he's like an actual character now or in the comics or anything like that. I just, I'm not familiar with it, but no, I mean, the, you're right. The story was good. I mean, his progression and actually becoming and everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, Miles has been a character God, like a little bit over 10 years and um, I, yeah, yeah shows I, how much I, know. I was kind of skeptical at first regarding, you know, I'm sorry. Um, one sec. We're going to take a brief pause. Have you ever wanted to be a god? Have you ever wanted to have ultimate control? Well, now you can. Thanks to Dungeons and Dragons by Wizards of the Coast. If you've ever wanted to kill all your friends and get away with it somehow, Dungeons and Dragons is the answer. You just have to be a dungeon master. Not only can you kill your friends, you can become whatever you want. Want to be some sort of crazy, immortal vampire guy that's obsessed with his ex-girlfriend that continually stalks and becomes a cat for some reason? You can do that. If you want to be a lonely peasant, you can do that. Love to do voices? You're perfect. So, if that's the kind of life you'd like to live, and you want to have ultimate control of your friends in the entire universe, Dungeons & Dragons as a Dungeon Master is for you. If you ever want to get into it, please go to wherever comic book shop or game shop or wherever your local nerds congregate. Thank you. And welcome back. Sorry about that. It looks like there was a little bit of a technical issue because someone was knocking on my studio door, which is also a bathroom door. So <laughs> that's just a little embarrassing. Um, but anyway, like I was saying, I was uh, explaining about Miles. Um, so back in like early 2000s, uh, they made the Ultimate Comics, and it basically was a reimagining of the characters, Peter Parker and stuff. Lived this big full life, which is great. Eventually, Peter Parker, unfortunately, passes away. And Miles Morales, you know, being a kid that has these powers, but, you know, has been kind of keeping on the down low, besides it's time to step up. Um, for years, people have been talking about how great Miles is, and I would be like, God, shut the hell up about Miles. Finally, I went and um, checked out the books, and no, the, the comics are really, really good. I would highly suggest checking them out if you have a chance. Um, 
that, yeah. Do any more movies with them that you know of? Or? Uh, if they're smart, yeah, they're definitely going to do some more movies. I'm just, you know, I'm down for it. I can't wait to see what it is they do. I'm sure they're going to do a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, and hopefully they explore some more <laughs> new Spider-People. Um, but even if they did just a solo one with him, it'd be great. Um, even a live-action one, I wouldn't be against seeing, you know. I, don't know, I feel kind of like a brat. Like, now that they've made a deal with Marvel, I'm like, yeah, whatever you want to put out, I'll support. You know, just let them, let Marvel keep telling their story. You guys keep doing your thing. Um, but speaking of Sony, let's go to the next question, Was which is, what is the, um, which movie did you think was the worst and why? So let's go ahead and read some of the answers. AKA Fleck said, Amazing Spider-Man 2. It was a mess. They had an indie director trying to do a heavy superhero action film. Uh, Brandon Reardon said, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm gonna, these are basically all organized in order. Uh, Bob Hadi <laughs> said, Amazing Spider-Man 2, dull and lifeless. Both Sony films felt like they were made by a computer. That one hurts, man. Um, yeah. Let's dress this parade, said Spider-Man 3, I guess, but it still got charms and greatness. And some of those uh, Sandman scenes, uh, I kind of agree. I recently rewatched it. Just I just put in the background to what kind of listen to while I drew, and it was actually, it's not the worst film, and it was actually pretty fun. Um, no, you know when it, I remember when it came out, and a lot of people were hating on it, and I didn't think it was that horrible. I mean, sure, it had its moments, but mm. I don't know. I, I didn't think I, I. I See, I'm probably the worst person to do this with because I'm partial to Spider-Man <laughs> like you. Uh, I, I like all the movies, uh, so this one was kind of a hard one for me to yeah. pick. Oh, same here. But uh, but what did you come Oh, well, up I got with? a few more answers real quick. Um, sorry, Aspenor ah. said Spider-Man 3, whack action scenes, horrible screenplay, too much studio meddling, which he's right. You know, originally they didn't have Venom in there. That was pushed by Sony. Um... Just the Doctor put Spider-Man 3, Venom, enough said. Dougal Draw said Spider-Man 3 had potential, but it was just too much going on, and Venom was just squeezed in there. And Mirror Comics said, far from home, they take away any dramatic tension with bad jokes. That, I, mm, that one made me mad. Ooh, oh, already, far from home. Yeah, wow. I, I'm like, what, the, what are you talking about? But it's all good. <laughs> so uh, do you want to go first, or should I? Uh, you can. Um, this was really hard because it's kind of like, it's kind of like bad. It's like pizza, you know, like bad pizza is still better than, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's still pizza. At least it's pizza still. So <laughs> it was kind of hard. I had to say uh, Spider-Man 3. I know a lot of people are crapping on Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, but for me, it had a lot going for it. Specifically, I just, I can't get over how good that suit looks. As much as you know, the Tom Holland suit is cool and everything. I like all the different designs they have. Um, this Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit just still, to me, is the most comic-accurate one. It's so fun to see on screen. And I kind of liked some of the directions they were going. And I, I just liked Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. I thought it was an interesting choice. And the reason why I said, um, you know, Spider-Man 3, it's, it's you know... There are issues with the movie specifically. They had a really good plot with the whole Sandman thing, and they're right. Venom just should not have been in there. Like number one, Venom wasn't done right. He wasn't cast right. Topher Grace is great, but I don't not definitely not as Eddie Brock, not at all. And um, 
just also this whole thing with like you know Green Goblin, you know, with uh, Harry Osborn becoming Green Goblin and everything like that seemed unnecessary. Like if they had really kind of um, explored more of Sandman, why he was a tragic character, and showed him me- being more human and stuff. Same kind of thing with what they sort of did with Doctor Octopus, where you know there's a human being there that you know you can connect with. Um, but I think with Sandman, even more so, like, yeah, he's a criminal, but, you know, he's still got his daughter and stuff, and he's trying to, you know, get to her. I don't know. Overall, there, there was just a lot of studio meddling that, like like the other guy said, that just did not need to be there. And also, again, not a fan of Tobey Maguire. I'm sorry. Just he never struck me as a good Spider-Man at all. Like, his delivery of jokes and stuff was just very, eh, I don't know, very flat. And his screams and stuff, the facial expressions, it's just not, I've never been a fan. So, well, wasn't, go ahead. Uh, sorry, uh, wasn't number three where that stu- he does that stupid dance when he gets all dark? Oh, yeah. He gets all emo and stuff. He's in, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I originally had, uh, just because I couldn't pick one, uh, I originally had Amazing Spider Man number <clears> two. But I, I, I think I have to revert back to what I originally was going to put, and that is Spider-Man mm-hmm. 3. Just because, I mean, everything, like, I remember I was so hyped to see Venom, and then I was like, Eric Foreman is Venom? Okay, <laughs> that should be Which is weird. Interesting, but... I kind of feel like he would have made a better Peter Parker than Eddie Brock. Like, if, yeah, I mean, you think Venom, you think, you know, some guy who at least has some muscle to him or something like like, triple h which i know sounds crazy because he's i'm sure he's not that great an actor but like when i think of eddie brock i think of that big muscular dude you know yeah you don't think skinny photographer like i don't know like you said he could have easily played peter parker but yeah i don't know i don't know just i mean i like the movie but again it's just if you had to pick one I mean, there were some things I didn't like, like the whole emo thing. Mm. Uh, I thought Venom was kind of like you said; he was just rushed in there, and you know, like you like you brought up how the Sandman, you know, and Doctor Octopus, there's humans and everything like that. And while you know their reasons for doing what they do, it's kind of hard to hate them. Mm. You know, one losing his wife the other one he's doing it basically for his daughter like even you you can't really hate on that yeah. but i yeah. don't know i just well one thing you, i you know as we're talking about the one thing i'm noticing is the two things that amazing spider-man 2 and spider-man 3 have in common is you've got these you got three villains versus you know spider-man and just it feels so weird and just it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense the whole idea of like these villains you know, being less teaming up, and I don't know. I think an, another part of the reason why I'm not a fan of Sony films is that the, the worlds just feel so small, and that's because all they've got is Spider-Man. I like when there's, you know, superhero films where they kind of reference other superheroes, and it makes you feel like you're, you're taking a glimpse into a much bigger world, you know. If that makes sense at all. Like when Nick Fury's, you know, in one of the movies, he starts listing off certain things, or mentioning certain things. You're like, oh my god, I know who that is. They're talking about Ghost Rider, or they're talking about Doctor Strange, or they're talking about, you know, Namor or something. And with the Sony films, like it's just very, you know, 
I, I almost feel claustrophobic because it's all about Spider-Man. It's just kind of weird to think of a world where he's the only hero. Yeah, it's. I was thinking about uh, kind of like, I mean, if you think about it, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 went the same route almost in terms of villain-wise because, you know, for that brief second, at the end, you saw Rhino and... And we, I think back to the card. I I think back to the cartoon where you know it was just like an actual thing, and then in the movie it was a guy in a suit. That yeah, know, but I don't know. I I mean I wasn't really a fan of Jamie Foxx's portrayer. Yeah, I can't even say the word. Uh, but when he played Electro, I think that's oh Jamie Foxx, right? It yeah. was Electro. Electro, yeah. yeah, I I like the way he looked, but I don't know. There was just something about it that I couldn't really get with. Like in the first Amazing Spider-Man, I liked Lizard. Mm-hmm. That was like a, that was like a cool character, and the concept and everything like that was pretty yeah. cool. But when it came to Electro, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, the origin was really weird, and it just it kind of reminded me of like those older uh, comic book movies where it was just kind of cheesy. I don't know. There's something about like, oh, electric eels, and he falls into a vat, and it's just like, really? Is that how they're gonna do it? Um, I kind of think that's what sort of kills some of the, the, the I don't know. It kind of kills, in my opinion, some of the momentum of the villains in a way because you've got to go through this whole origin. Like, why can't a villain just be what they are already? And like, answer the questions later. I don't really need need to know all that. You know, like with um, Mysterio. You see him, and he's doing his thing, and later on, as the story progresses, like, oh, this is what he's doing. This is how he's he's got his, his powers and stuff. Um, and so, you know, the whole thing of like, here's how Green Goblin became Green Goblin, and here's how Electro became Electro, and here's how Rhino became Rhino. Like, that's not totally necessary. Um, all right. Yeah. See, the whole the whole myster- the whole Mysterio thing threw me for a loop because that's why in the beginning I'm like, wait a minute. He's a villain, right? Like, what's going on? Oh, that was me 100% too, where I'm like, and then, a whole, you know, different universe, anything can happen. And then, bam. It's like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. So, yeah, the, it's it's a very treacherous thing, which it's funny that I'm, I'm knocking about, like, oh, too many villains, but when I talk later on about uh, our ideal film, yeah, I'm going to sound like an idiot. All right, let's move on to the next question. And what I asked was, um, who is your favorite cinematic Peter Parker? So here's some of the answers. Brandon Reardon said Tom Holland, a.k.a. Flex, said Holland is the best actor out of all of them. Um, Les Trasses Prey says Tom's most accurate. Garfield's too cool, and Toby's too old and lame, but I love them all. Uh, Aspenart says, gotta go with Tom Holland. Uh, Bobadi says, Toby McGuire number one. And the power jeweler said, ah. with this, as Tom Holland's great, but Tobey Maguire's first go was, it looks like a thumbs up. Cool. <laughs> thumbs up emoji. So what did, who for you was the best? Uh, Peter Parker. Uh, I got to go with Tom Holland, I think. Uh, although Angela's answer kind of shocked me. <laughs> um, didn't I didn't see that coming at all. Oh, he but... loves the rain. No, ones. Tom Holland... I know he loves number two. I remember him saying that that was the best mm-hmm. one. But uh, I got to go with Holland, I think. Just, it's new, it's fresh. I mean, he, he's, you, that's how you, you know the Marvel movies. You think of him. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you'd go from Civil War to Endgame to freaking Infinity War to his two solos. I mean, the guy's already been in, what, five movies? Just by him, you know. That's Spider-Man, yeah. That's who you know as Spider-Man. Yeah, that... He does a really good job, and I like the f- and I, and I like the fact that he's actually young. Yeah, like he's not already in his mid to late twenties mm-hmm. playing a high schooler. <laughs> like at least he's in his at least he's barely twenties, you know. And it's more believable because he has that baby face, and it's just mm-hmm. I don't know. He just looks like he just looks like a kid. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield didn't look like no, kids. no, no, no. Like they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't even, they didn't even look like high schoolers. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Holland just he does it mm. well. Um, the suits, uh, I don't know about the suits, but um, yeah, I, I dig his portrayal of it, and hopefully we get it. Like I said, hopefully we get at least one more, which it's looking that way. Yeah. So we'll. Get... So after that, who knows? We'll yeah, see. I know. Hopefully they still continue. Um, I you know I've got to say the same thing as you. I think Tom Holland for me is. Probably the best, I don't want to say, I'm going to say compromise, but, you know, that sounds like a negative thing, but I feel like out of all of them, Tobey Maguire to me was a bit too mousy as Peter Parker and way too flat as Spider-Man. He just wasn't very dynamic. I mean, like, yeah, he could scream and make these faces as he's trying to hold together a train, but I just never really bought him as the Peter Parker I knew growing up reading the comics. And Andrew Garfield, let's, let's face it, it's true. He's, he was just too damn cool to be Peter Parker. There's no way. Peter Parker's not the guy stepping up in front of a bully to stop someone else getting picked on. He was the guy getting picked on. And the idea of him being like a skateboarder and stuff, it's just, it did not feel like the Peter Parker that I knew either. Um, with Tom Holland, you do kind of get that naive, sweet guy that is occasionally, well, this one is not selfish. Uh, Peter Parker in the comics, you do see his selfish side, uh, especially before, you know, he does the whole responsibility thing. But with Tom Holland, there is a sweetness to him that you kind of buy. And when he's making jokes, you know, occasionally they're funny and they come off really well. And, um, and but at the same time, they still can kind of come off as a little bit corny. And you believe it. Like, you believe him to be this kid. And you're right. The fact that he looks young really does help. And it's a lot of fun seeing him interact with all these other teenagers and stuff. And you kind of see, I don't know, just what you would expect from a teenager. You know, he's not perfect. He's trying his best. But he definitely makes mistakes and makes some poor judgment calls and stuff. Um, But ultimately, just he's really funny. He's really sweet. And he's what I would expect from a young Spider-Man. So, yeah. Let me see. Let's uh, go on to the next question, which I believe should be, who was your least favorite Spider-Man? Who do you think was the worst Spider-Man and why? Just the Doctor said, they all did good, but Tobey Maguire was my least favorite of the three. I like that answer. Uh, Brandon Reardon said, I guess Tobey. Still like him more than Garfield, though. <laughs> um, Aspinar said, Tobey wasn't funny under the suit and was like a hurt puppy as Peter Parker. Damn, I, yeah. I can I can agree with that Ouch. one. Yeah. Let's crash this parade said, I like them all, I guess by default Andrew Garfield, but I like him a lot. So I don't know. Maybe Tom though. Ooh, really? Okay. <laughs> AKA Flex said Garfield was too cool to play Pete, though sarcastic enough for the spider. I I gotta agree with that. His Spider Man was a lot of fun to watch. And uh Bo Body said Andrew Garfield was too cool for school. Get the fuck out of here, skateboard Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, you 
you can go ahead. I, you know, process of elimination again. Uh, I'd have to go Garfield. Wow. Uh, okay. I never actually, I never actually really considered the whole skateboard thing until you guys <laughs> actually just brought that up right now. Like you're right, he really is kind of too cool for school, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I don't hate. I didn't hate any of them. But again, I guess by elimination, by default, because I can't necessarily hate Tobey Maguire because he was the first and, you know, that's what we had to deal with for a while. And I mean, he didn't do horrible. Just that whole thing is just really annoying. But, <laughs> okay. uh, um, no, I, I guess by, you know, again, by elimination, you got to go Garfield. Um, you're right on everything. You know, he is too cool. Just the skateboard thing and, I never actually really paid attention to that much, but the more I think about it, and I, I even wrote them down. Like I said, it was just by process of elimination. So yeah, gotcha. Um, for me, I've pretty much already said exactly what I think, and it's just for me, Tobey Maguire. Like, it's not it, and I think the reason a lot of people look at him is like, oh, that's Spider Man. It's because yeah, you were probably like five when it came out, and that's what that was your first exposure to Spider Man. Probably, you know, I grew up with the comics. I grew up, you know, with the cartoons and stuff. And I kind of had this idea in my head of what he should be like. So when I first saw Tom McGuire as Peter Parker, I walked out of the theater with my aunt and stuff. She's like, I loved it. What did you think? And I had to be honest and was like, it was okay. It wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be. And it kind of took her by surprise and a lot of people by surprise. But he just, to me, just... He struck me as too sweet, a little too quiet, not too sweet, too flat, a little too quiet, too mousy. And even when he kind of like gets cocky or confident, it just doesn't, I don't buy it. And I definitely don't buy it when he's under the mask. Like it, to me, that's not Spider-Man. It's Tobey Maguire playing what he thinks Spider-Man is. And it's kind of a shame because I feel like the main reason that they cast him in that part was because they wanted to give it some sort of credibility because, you know, he had just come off of Cider House Rules. I believe he won an award for that. Like, he was an award-winning, serious actor. And if you want your, you know, superhero film to be taken seriously, you get serious people. That's why you had Kristen Dunst in there. Um, and that's why later on you had Af Alfred Molina. Like, you've got these great casts with these fantastic actors. Um, but ultimately, I kind of feel like, for me, it hurt the experience. And what hurts more is knowing that with Spider-Man 2, um, Tom Holland, I think, or not Tom, sorry, Tom McGuire was asking for a little bit more money. And so they actually brought in um, Jake Gyllenhaal to try out and stuff. And he was pretty much ready to go. And then uh, Tom McGuire's people figured out, you know, they kind of compromised, like, okay, you know, we'll accept that money. And Jake Gyllenhaal just kind of got left to the side. And that kills me because I've always wanted to see him as Peter Parker. So... That would have been interesting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because, like, I know a lot of people know him from, like, before, you know, prior um, was Dying Darko and stuff. But for me, I loved him in Bubble Boy. Like, you see him as he's really sweet. He's, he's kind-hearted and stuff in the movie. And he's really funny in the movie. You know, even though in the movie it's supposed to be unintentional, like, you can see that Jake Gyllenhaal can do comedy really well. And I just think he would have brought something really special to the role. Um, so going back... For me, Tobey Maguire is the weakest. Um, just because, you know, as Peter Parker, I didn't think he was very good. Under the mask, he was definitely not very good. Andrew Garfield, 
not a great Peter Parker at all. Uh, I loved his chemistry with Gwen Stacy, uh, you know, Emma Stone. Um, and it was under the mask that I felt like he was the best. He was the most dynamic, the most fun. When he cracked jokes, it felt very organic and natural. So that was kind of hard. Um, yeah. So ready for the next question? Yep, okay, let's do it. Let's see. Um, let's, which non-Peter Spidey would you like to see get their own film? All right, so the answers that we got from some of these people are from Just the Doctor. He said, Spider-Gwen Solo would be interesting. I agree. Um, Dual Jaw said, Miles and Gwen, of course, but 2099 could be interesting. AKA Flex said, Miles or Gwen. Let's Crash This Parade says, Miles is the one that probably deserves it, but I'd have me a soft spot for Superior Spider-Man. Oh, that's a good one. Um, you see, Astronaut says, Miguel O'Hara. Nice one. That's Spider-Man 2099. Brandon Reardon says, Spider-Ham, voiced by John Mulaney. Yes, I would watch that for sure. And Bobody <laughs> said, Peter B. Parker. And I'm guessing that's the overweight 40-something-year-old Peter Parker from Into the Spider-Verse, which I love and adore very much. So, which non-Peter Parker Spider-Man would you like to see get their own film? I would have got to go with I guess either Miles or actually the overweight Peter Parker from <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse because, I mean, that was just amazing, like, by far. <laughs> but, I mean, I, 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 like I said, I was really surprised by Into the Spider-Verse, and I, it left me definitely wanting more. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they end up doing with that. Yeah, totally, for sure. Um, for me, I was thinking about it, and I kind of feel like Gwen Stacy – would be a lot of fun, not just because like I'm a fan of Spider Gwen, but her whole universe is flipped. Um, if when you read the comics and stuff, like Peter Parker becomes the lizard, and the whole thing is like Peter Parker is best friends with Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy gets powers. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling things for people, um, but you know Peter's like her confidant and knows about her powers and wants to be like her, and so he tries these experiments and ends up turning himself into the lizard by accident. And Gwen has to go and stop him. And as a result, she, you know, ac Peter accidentally kills himself. And she holds that, <clears throat> that whole thing on her shoulders. Like, she feels so guilty about it. And that's where she has her own, you know, with great power comes great responsibility moment. And so <clears throat> there's all these other things that are flipped. Like, um, Daredevil is no longer Daredevil. Um, you know, uh, he he instead becomes a lawyer for the kingpin, and he's basically also a hitman if need be. And then there's a few other other roles that are flipped and stuff, and it's just a lot of fun to go and explore like this whole other universe and all these other ways that you know characters could have come out and you know had things been somewhat different. So for me, that's kind of where I would go. Doesn't sound bad. I'd like to see it. Yeah, it would be very interesting. I got to read more of those comics for sure. Uh, another question I asked, I'm not sure if you answered this one or not. I, I was kind of going back and forth whether to do it, but it could be fun. Um, was, you know, if Spony were to reboot this series again and were to, were to decide to go with a different actor, who would you want to see? And uh, Just the Doctor said, uh, can't say. This one's tough and Tom's still a fresh thought. Uh, Brandon Reardon said, <clears throat> um, Logan Lerman is is the one, I don't know what Logan Lerman is up to, but he, he'd be good. And Doc Ock again, played by Alfred Molina again. 
aka Flex at Don Glover, 15 years ago with Philip Seymour Hoffman as anybody. Unfortunately, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman has passed away. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little hard. Uh, let's trash this parade, said Dylan O'Brien. Um, he says he's too old for it now, but I always thought that the guy from Maze Runner would be a good Peter Parker. I, you, um, before they announced him, Tom Holland, Logan Lerman, and Dylan O'Brien were also big front runners for the role. And I really thought that Dylan O'Brien would have been great, but they went with Tom Holland, and uh, it was the right decision, I think. Aspen Art said, I would cast Tom Holland. Uh, I'm, uh, I can't, I mean, I can't, you know, not have Tom Holland, I guess. And uh, Dual Draws said, don't know. Um, sorry, the text is really small. Um, I can't read it, I'm sorry. And Bobody put, I don't know, just give me Craven, you cowards. So who would you want to see as Peter Parker? Honestly, I, that this was the one that I actually had no answer for. Really? Just because, just because I I couldn't think of one really. Like, I guess Tom Holland's still fresh in my head <clears throat> to where I want I want to see what his how his story ends before I start thinking about oh well, who's going to be next or who's this or who's that like. <clears throat> Like you can anticipate certain movies already. Like obviously, we—I uh, don't know how you feel about it, but we know who the next Batman is. Uh, yeah. Well, how do you feel about Robert Pattinson as Batman? <laughs> I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of was shitting on it in the beginning. <laughs> uh, my brother, my brother-in-law, actually was kind of saying, "Uh, you know, we should give it a chance." You know. Hmm. Uh I'll wait and see. Um, I'm interested to see what story they tell, what villain they use. Mm. Obviously, the suit, the suit, what it's going to look like. I think anything will be better than Ben Affleck's Batman, but really, I don't know. I did not care. I liked him as I, everyone says, and I agree. I liked him as Bruce Wayne, but as Batman, eh, I couldn't buy it. Uh, he's automatically better than Christian Bale for me just because he's not using the Batman voice. So um, I'm, well, I'm happy about that. I mean, if, okay, but if you took away the voice, would you like Christian Bale as Batman? No, not really. I, I don't know. I've never really been a big fan of uh, Christopher Nolan's trilogy, which, again, makes oh, people, a lot of people oh, go like, oh, uh, oh. I don't know about your, your opinions. Because look, I don't like the Raimi trilogy, which already makes people go like, oh, well, screw you. And then I don't like the Nolan trilogy all that much either, which makes people also go like, well, double screw you. And Europeans are, uh, are garbage. So, you know, it's, yeah. I don't know. I won't say you're, I won't say, I won't talk shit on your opinion, but mm. I mean, you can't hate the Nolan trilogy, man. Maybe, maybe not the third one, but. Uh, well, here's the thing. I love the second one, but I just don't like their take on Batman. Their take on the Joker was phenomenal, and I absolutely loved it. But I never really fell in love with uh, Christian Bale's Batman. Like there was nothing really inspiring about him or anything. Like there was just nothing. I don't know. It was hard for me to really like the character. Like um, you know, with Tim Burton's Batman films. There was something very cool about their Bruce Wayne and something that was a lot of fun about their Batman. And with Christian Bale, I don't know, it was, it was almost like they were trying too hard to make him dark. So, I don't know. But with Robert Pattinson, like, I'm more than open. 
uh, to see what they do with it. And the guy's not a bad actor. It's just, you know, people hear Robert Pattinson, they think of Twilight, they think, hey, Twilight's shit. He must be shit. And that's not necessarily the case. So we'll see where that goes. No, no, it's, like I said, at first, like, you just, you think, oh. But, I mean, you can't hate it until it comes out, so. Very true. That's just like that's just like first impression of the new Joker movie. I when I first heard about it and saw it, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> but dude, I'm like so stoked for that movie. Yeah. I cannot wait for that movie. I mean, they're already saying that he's even going to be like top for Academy Award for the movie. So. I know it's blowing me away. All the cool stuff that's coming. Like everything about it looks like a lot of fun and very cool in the design. Um, Sorry, we're getting a little off topic, though. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to derail the conversation. You just, you just met Wrench and the Robert Pattinson thing, and it's always interesting to hear what people think. Um, going, let me see, for me, in regards to, like, if I were to do the re- recast or whatever, um, it probably sounds nuts, but I would probably want them to do an older Spider-Man thing. I would want to give Jill and Hall a chance, or maybe even, um, what's-his-face? Ah, jeez, um, Dale Radcliffe. He was Harry Potter. Why not have him be Peter Parker? See how that goes. Daniel Radcliffe. Okay, exp- you got to explain that. Why would you say Daniel Radcliffe? Well, seeing as he's already played a bespectacled uh, nerd that has to save the world many times over, I think he's kind of got a little bit of um, of uh, experience in that field. <laughs> and also the fact that like the guy can do comedy, and the guy has just a lot of layers to him. He's He's kind of proven himself and, you know, as an actor to have a lot of depth. And I just think it'd be a lot of fun to see him do that. But I, I don't know. I'm weird. I still want to see Hall do his, his version. But do you think Hall could do it now, even after his portrayal of Mysterio? Oh. Like, let's, like, let's, like, let's say if they did do the overweight Iron <laughs> Man, do you think he could still do that, even though he's already played the villain? And I know, you know, there's been the guys who have done, you know, more than one movie or they've done both Marvel and DC, but mm. like staying in the same universe, do you think he can play just a different character? Mm. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, the guy has a lot of range. You know, he's been in everything from, like I said, there's Donnie Darko. He was in um, Rocket Boys. <laughs> oh, October Sky. Yes. Yes. Yep. That was actually That's a really good one too. Um was it Brokeback Mountain? He was in that as well and earned a ton of awards for that. I mean, and like I said, he's been in Bubble Boy. He's done the gamut of everything. I think he was in Zodiac as well, or, or Nightcrawler. Um, I was going to say, what was that, the movie where he's the photographer? That one was supposed to be really yeah. good too. So the guy can has a ton of range. He could easily do Peter Parker as well as uh, Mysterio. And even as I was watching it, I was like, he could easily play like an older Peter Parker mentoring a younger Peter Parker as you're watching the film. So that kind of got me I, going. No, I could see it. I just, I, I would want to see if they could, like, but who knows? I mean, you never know what Sony's going to do. Yeah, so. I mean, my hope is that they actually do a live action in the Spireverse. They can bring back Tony, bring back Andrew, bring in some other new, new guys, and definitely, you know, obviously bring in Tom and just have fun with it. You know, give the fans what they want, bring in their, their friggin', um, Bring in Miles, maybe even older Miles, and have it be, um, you know, childish Gambino and stuff. So, 
Who knows? Okay, uh, we're getting the possibilities. Yeah. All right, going to the second to last question, uh, which was which animated version did you love? And just the doctor said, '90s will always be king, even with all the overacting." Brandon Reardon said, '90s. That's the version I grew up with religiously, um, and that I make my son watch it as well." <laughs> AKA Flex at mid 90s is greatest fall time. Spider Man and his amazing friends is low key amazing. Bo Body said the 90s with authentic, serious Peter Parker, not Deadpool Jr. version everyone likes. Um, Aspen Art said 90s Spider Man is, is pretty much. Uh, Dougal Draw said the most recent cartoon was pretty good. The one with Iron Fist. Um, that's the one that's Ultimate Spider Man that was on Disney XD, I believe. And let's trash this parade. Ah. Said, I personally think Spectacular is a little overrated. I like Ultimate a lot. It's a little childish, but I like the, I think the last word was humor. So which ones, I mean, which ones have you seen before I ask you which one's your favorite? I don't even need to <laughs> see any other ones. The Amazing Spider-Man from the 90s when we oh. were kids, hands down. Yeah, the one that. Nothing, nothing will yeah. beat it. That I mean, between that, between that and the X Men the animated mm. series, I mean that was your that was your Saturday morning. Dude. Oh, hundred percent. Two of the best op two two of the best openings to a cartoon show. Mm. Oh, yeah, I mean, right. uh, you, you you can't beat that cartoon. I mean, and it had almost I think every freaking villain he ever faced in the comics. Almost. Oh yeah, and I think they had Wolverine at one point and Daredevil. And they also had Punisher in there. Like, they had a yep. ton of cameos. Punisher, yep. Yes. It was just... I mean, they even had the they even had the one villain I hope to everything that they bring in one of these movies one day, and that's Craven the Hunter. <laughs> People really love Craven. I don't understand it. Dude, I, dude, between... How can you not? I mean, like, I feel like, like there's a lot more interesting villains than Craven. Oh, there is. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, like... I don't know. I, I would love to see a Craven the Hunter. I think, you know, look at the look at how they did Black Panther. Like if you were to take those elements from that movie design <laughs> and put a Craven a Craven the Hunter in there, it'd be money. Yeah. That would be interesting for sure. Just get the right guy get the get the right guy to do it. I mean it, you got it. It's easy. Well, I mean, like who would you want as like who would to play Craven? Oh, who would I want as Craven? Oh man, I would have to. Uh, I'd have to think about that. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, could you think of someone off the top of your head if you had to pick somebody for Craven? Hmm. That's what I mean. Like, it's kind of hard. Uh, Joe Manganiello, maybe. Maybe. Oh, I mean, that's kind of the only guy that really is coming to mind at the moment. Let me see. If I had anyone in mind, no, I didn't have anyone in mind. Forget it. I mean, I, yeah. I could say it as a joke. I'm totally saying this as a joke, but oh, what if you got Danny Trejo? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm, I'm totally kidding. But you know, um, I think that probably would have worked like 20 years ago. But he's getting up. Oh, and... for sure, for sure, yeah, but. Yeah, no, he couldn't do it now. No way. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So then... uh, <laughs> what about you? Though, what about you? You do you agree? Um, it's it's hard for me because I mean, like, it's a toss up. 
I, I really liked Spectacular Spider-Man uh, just because it followed like my favorite series of the comics, which was the Ultimate Comics, written by Brian Michael Bendis. And um, it was, I don't know. That one was a lot more fun to me, but the 90s one is the one that captured my heart and really made me, you know, really cemented the whole Spider-Man fan thing, which is dumb because it's the same thing I'm judging, you know, Tobey Maguire fans were like, I get it, that's the guy you grew up with, it doesn't make him the best. Um, but no, I mean, the 90s one, there's a reason why a lot of people are saying the 90s one is so good. And the re you know, some of the reasons that we listed, which was like, they had all these different characters, like every villain you think of was there. They had all these cool cameos. Also, the stories were just really good and a lot of fun. It was really interesting to see Peter Parker try and juggle, like, you know, keeping his, his whole personal life separate from his whole Spider-Man life and trying to keep Mary Jane safe and his aunt. It was all the stuff you love from the comics. And he was legit funny. Um, I can't remember the name, his name off the top of my head. The guy that voiced him did a phenomenal job. So I gotta, I gotta go with everybody else. The 90s Spider-Man cartoon was probably the best one. And that leads us to the final question, which no one answered because I think it was too open. Which was uh, if they reboot, if they were to, uh, if you could make your own ideal Spider-Man movie, who would you cast, and uh, what would it be about? Hmm. Yeah, I think with that one, I think I only went with villains. Okay. Not so much uh, who would I have play Peter or anything like that. But I think with villains, I, I know for top answer, I did put Craven. Um, I would actually really like to see actually something with the Kingpin. Like, if you think about it, you haven't really seen much. You saw the Kingpin in Daredevil. Mm. But when you think, I don't know, at least I don't. When I think of Kingpin, I think of Spider-Man. So, I, I don't know. I would love to see them do something with Kingpin. Even at hell, even if they used... Uh, the guy who played Kingpin and Daredevil, Vincent oh, D'Onofrio. Yeah. I mean, I, th I thought he did Kingpin real well. Mm, Vincent D'Onofrio was, um, yeah. But either him or he, I even had listed, uh, why don't they use a black cat? Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't yet. I think, I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, I think it would be an interesting twist and something new. Yeah. As a, instead of just having your standard male villain, like, you know, Batman had Catwoman. Why can't you have Black Cat do something? Mm -hmm. But yeah. In terms of Peter Parker, I don't know. Like again, that's too hard to say. But mm -hmm. what about you? What would you do? Um, well, when, actually, you know, I was wrong. There are people that did kind of answer it, but they didn't go too deep. Um, but just the Doctor for like live action Spider Verse, including Superior Spider Man. Don't know about the story of Cast, but that's the dream. And Aspinar said, one dealing with Harry's drug addiction while trying to manage the Sinister Six. Those are, that was pretty good. Uh, are you familiar with Superior Spider-Man at all? Not too much, okay. no. Um, basically, in the comics, Dr. Octopus is dying, and you know Peter Parker, or Spider-Man goes to go and visit him because he feels bad for him, and obviously they have a long history together. And what Peter Parker doesn't know is that Dr. Octopus has this whole plot to go and take over uh, Peter Parker, and they basically switch minds. So Peter Parker is in Dr. Octopus's body as it's dying and eventually does die, and Dr. Octopus lives on in Peter Parker's body. So, Superior Spider-Man is basically 
Dr. Octopus trying to masquerade as Peter Parker, live his life and live his life as a better Spider-Man. That's why he calls himself the superior Spider-Man. And the idea of it sounds completely insane and sounds like it could, you know, well, that could probably be a good issue. It ran for, I think, a year, maybe two years. I'm not sure. But I read the entire thing, and just like with Miles, it's really good. It's surprisingly good. The concept sounds ridiculous, but it works fantastic. And that's why you got a lot of people saying, like, I want to see Superior Spider-Man. I want to see, you know, how they would do that. Uh, so that's where that comes from. Yeah. Hmm. Um, as for me, I went, I think, too deep into the whole thought of how I, what I would want to see. And I would actually want to see an older Peter Parker. I want to see him as like a high school teacher, um, being a science teacher and stuff. And again, I probably would want Gyllenhaal in it. And what I would want to have happen is one of his students goes missing in that Spider-Man. He has to go and figure out exactly what the hell's going on. And it leads to this whole journey of him like going through the under, you know, the under city or the um, going into the dark side of uh, New York, basically. And he, I was thinking of something along the lines of almost like John Wick, where you see him like trying to go and hunt down this kid, you know, to save him. And what it is is maybe like some sort of um, human trafficking thing, and it's all leads back to the, ping, uh, to the uh, kingpin. And what I want to see is him, like as he's going through, you know, trying to find things. Like he has to go in certain places as like in disguise and take off, you know, his Spider-Man costume, go in as like Peter Parker almost. Um, but maybe with a fake mustache or something, and end up having to go and fight people like almost as himself. And with each place that he goes to, maybe there's a villain or two, no explanation about how they got their powers, just they're there and have him fight like maybe Electro or something played by um, like just or uh, the guy that plays Jesse Pinkman, or like have him uh, like fight like the Scorpion or something. And then with each guy, he gets more and more information, and he, as he gets closer, the villains become that he ends up having to face become bigger and stronger. You see him having to take on, like, you know, Doc Ock or something, or um, maybe even have him run into, like, Eddie Brock, and he's got to basically go and, like, convince Brock to go and help him and explain exactly what's going on. And, um, you know, have him team up and just have it just not even, like, a big team up where it's, like, it's super significant. Just have them pop in, have them pop out, and eventually lead to this big finale where it's, like, you know, Kingpin with maybe, like, two other bigger villains and Spider-Man with maybe, like, two other allies and them just going at it in this big epic battle. And then I have this whole hmm. casting of, like, um, Jason Statham as Bullseye, um, <laughs> Nicolas Cage as the Lizard, uh, who else do I have? Um, the guy from Prison Break, the older brother, as Rhino, um, Kevin Spacey as Doc Ock. Oh, Dom. Yeah, Dominic. I forgot his name. Purcell. Um, Kevin Spacey. They're not Kevin Spacey. Jesus Christ, I'm Kevin Spacey. Whoa. <laughs> uh, dude, what's the guy from The Blacklist? I feel so dumb not remembering his name. Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Jesus, yeah, so close. Him is Doc Ock. Um, the guy that played um, Sabretooth in Wolverine Origins. I, feel, I, mean, I can't believe I, yes, I can't believe I can't remember any of these people's names. Like an idiot. I want him as Venom. I want to see him as Eddie Brock Venom because I can picture him as that. Like, I know everyone loves Tom Hardy, and I'm sure he did a great job, but there's something about Lee Schreiber where you can see him as being, like, an anti-hero, for sure. You can see him being both evil, like, kind of sneaky and evil, but also at the same time being a good guy. 
Um, Vincent D'Onofrio, I'd love to keep as Kingpin. Um, like I said, uh, Jesse Pinkman, who's I can't believe I can't remember his name right now, but it had him be like Electro, Aaron, Aaron Paul, Aaron Paul, yeah, and like I did already say, Jake Joan Hall as Peter Parker. Oh, and then maybe have uh, you know, the Netflix Daredevil in there as well, throw him in. Um, it's a lot, there's no way they'd ever make it. Uh, but the whole question was like, if you had no budget, you can make your dream project of Spider-Man. That who would it be? It'd be that. I'd want to see him go and like team up with certain people and uh, take on all these different villains. Again, no explanation needed about how anyone got their powers, and just have him like John Wick, but a superhero film. If that makes sense. Hey man, you'd, you'd have my money. <laughs> it's an it's an insane thing that would uh, never happen, but I just think it'd be a lot of fun and just. To, really make the, the whole world of it feel a lot bigger. Like, it's not like, oh, he's the only superhero, and then there's one mob guy that has powers. Like, no, let there be a lot of danger. Let there be a lot of these monsters that do get powers and these criminals, and just make it feel big, and make it feel like anything is possible in the world. So, that would be my ideal. What would you, what would you rather see more? Would you rather see when Tom Holland's done, would you rather see another set of movies or would you rather have maybe like a TV series or a Netflix series or a Disney now plus series where they did something similar like that, where they show like a different villain every episode or something mm-hmm. like that? Um, I'm super spoiled and I want both. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to do that, you know, have things happen within the TV series and then have the repercussions of that ripple over into the films, you know, and maybe have the shows reference the films, which can be tricky territory because now you're basically, it becomes the same problem that comics had where it's like, oh, if you aren't reading X-Men, you're not going to understand what's happening in Spider-Man. If you're not reading Spider-Man right now, you're not going to have any idea what's happening in The Incredible Hulk. And that can, that can lead to problems because then you're requiring your audience to go and consume all this media. And there might come a point where they're like, I can't. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the interest. Um, but for me, like, I want that. At this point, I'm, at the, I'm one of those people that's like, give it all to me. Give me all the shows you want. Give me all the movies. Make them connected. I'm more than happy to do the work. Like, it's, it's not work to me. It's a lot of fun. And I just love that payoff being like oh i know what this is i know what they're referencing and yeah it's basically just nerd porn basically so yeah the end of the day so i don't know i don't know the t i think i think i think a tv series would have some good potential really what what would you want to see in a tv series just i mean kind of like with what you were saying though just you know have like it doesn't have to necessarily be based one villain. Just have like a different mm-hmm. thing every episode or every other episode or kind of like go through, obviously, you know, the lore of how he became who Peter Parker is and stuff uh-huh. like that. But, you know, have a lore about his parents, you know, how, why they left him with Aunt May and why they did this. And, mm-hmm. You know, could they still be alive or if they're not? And, yeah. I just think, like, you could have, like, a whole crime syndicate, like, you know, have the Kingpin ruling and, you know, there could be, you know, him and, you know, different villains and it could just, I don't know. 
you could i just think a tv i think a spider-man tv series is like one of those things you haven't seen yet you know you've even you've had a batman series you've had a superman series you've had you know all these dc legends and arrow Mm -hmm. and they're all doing good but you know agents of shield yeah you kind of that one's you know i haven't really delved into it but i heard it's good well i kind of feel like Uh, it's hard to say but i feel like dc is doing a much better job of making a uh, connected universe and stuff like the netflix series were great and and everything but i i know it's dumb and it's cheesy but the cw superhero shows are just a lot more fun to watch in my opinion which i know sounds crazy because you know netflix really did give us some really deep gritty fun shows especially those first couple seasons of daredevil like holy crap were those good Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even the Punisher, I mean, I'm biased, but even the Punisher was pretty damn good. And I wasn't even too excited about it when I first saw that Mm. either. And yeah, I mean, but do you do you do you see those shows coming back, though, on Disney's new thing? Or I I really don't know, because they've already I think they've already cut. Didn't they come out and say that they're not having anything rated R rated? Mm, I don't I don't know if that's if they put a line in the sand like we're not going to have anything R-rated. I know on the app they're not going to have anything R-rated because they wanted to be a very family-friendly app. Um, but as in regards to those shows coming back, I believe there's a stipulation where once the show ends, they can't do anything with those characters for three years. So in those three years, anything can happen where you know these actors get work or, you know, or have other contracts and they won't be able to come back to reprise those roles and that'll be hard and the easiest thing for them to do but probably just to rewrite the characters and recast the characters, which is going to suck because I felt like they really killed it with the casting and a lot of the stories that they made. But it really killed me watching these, you know, watching the shows and they wouldn't connect it really to the films very much or the films wouldn't reference these street heroes at all. You know? Yeah. So that was kind of a kick in the nuts. I mean, would you want to see them come back? Uh... I would want to see Daredevil and the Punisher come back. If you were to tell me, you know, Jessica Jones or Nick Cage Luke or Cage. Uh, Luke Cage, sorry, what is Nick Cage? Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, or, you know, the Iron Fist or anything like that, I could care less mm-hmm. personally. But Daredevil and uh, Punisher, yeah, I would like to see those come okay. back. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much right there with you. I actually really like Luke Cage. I didn't get very far into Jessica Jones and watched almost nothing of Iron Fist. Um, but Daredevil, they did just such a good job, especially season three and the way that they did their own version of uh, Bullseye. So good. Uh, but Yeah. Yeah, that was really yeah. good. So, I don't know. Who knows what they're going to do? And I, who knows what's really in store for Spider-Man from here on out? Uh, there's hope, definitely. You know, hopefully these next two movies that they do with Marvel just make all the money and inspire somebody to be like, we got to keep this going. So that's my hope. So in your opinion, what do you think, what do you think happens now? Like, who do you think is going to be the villain in the next movie? Or what do you think the, how do you think they're going to go about, you know, after the shocking ending? Uh, It's kind of hard to go into that without explaining without spoiling you know that very end credit um but i've okay so well, so okay well the, just give me that then who do you think will who do you think we see as the villain as the villain um 
it's really hard. I'm hoping Norman Osborn. I I know we've seen him twice already, but it'd be really really interesting to see what Marvel does with the character. And I think the Chameleon would be a lot of fun as well. But you know what? Based on what you what you've said, what Angelo has said, Craven would make sense. If all of a sudden you've got the most wanted man, you know, they're saying that you know, the certain character's a criminal, they're gonna wanna bring in one of the best hunters available and who's that gonna be? Right? Mm -hmm. So it is that is that who the uh the guy at homecoming that was talking to Vulture, is that who Oh supposed to be the wait, king? you mean in the prison? At the end of uh Yes. Oh no, that's Scorpion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I can't wait to see what they do with him. I really do hope they do something with him. Uh the actor is phenomenal. He was in Far Cry three, you know, was just blown away by what a good job he did as as being like this really fun sadistic villain. But I don't know. I mean, maybe they do decide, like, we're going to do Sinister Six, but in the MCU, I'm down for that. Even though we've been complaining, like, too many too many villains. Like, fuck it, let's do it. You know, we've already got Vulture. We've seen Shocker. Um, there's, they've set up Scorpion. Um, we got Mysterio now, even though, you know, we, there's Mysterio. I'm just going to say that. Uh, yeah. You know, and there's no reason they can't introduce a couple other guys in there. So they could easily do Sinister Six. Um, but I don't know, man, if I were Marvel and if it was possible, I'd wait until like the fifth movie or sixth movie to do the Sinister Six. Sixth movie, a Sinister Six? Yeah, that'd be amazing. But do you think they're, they are looking at it like their time's running out with Holland? I would. And they're going to, they're going to try and just do it all in this next movie? Or do you think, oh, well, you know, maybe they'll work something out and they will get to, you know, four or five and six. Um, my thing is, I think they're going to try and play it safe after this last turn, and they may just try to wrap up the story. Which, you know, just in case, like, after after they're getting burned like that, I probably would do the same thing. I'm like, okay, we're going to end this on this note, where maybe he has to go into hiding, or he has to go somewhere else for a while, and that would explain why you don't see him anymore. Uh, you know, it's it sucks. That that's a possibility of what they might do, but I wouldn't blame them because it was it, you saw the mess they were in, you know. Afterwards, they set Peter Parker up to basically replace Tony Stark, and then all of a sudden yep. he's yanked away. It's like fuck. What do we do? Who do we put in next? I mean, who's as loved as this character? And there's really not a lot. I mean, thankfully they've got the X Men coming and potentially Fantastic Four, but Spider Man's iconic. He's as recognizable as like Mickey Mouse or Super Mario. You know, you see him, you think comics. He's iconic. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I'm, and, you know, 10 years ago, you can say that really about Iron Man and Captain America. Like, yeah, if you were a comic fan, you knew him. If you weren't a comic fan, you knew of them, but you, it was very vague. Like, I guess there was a thing where they were, you know, kind of testing out, um, like, Marvel's trying to figure out which film they should do first. And so they had all these toys out, or these characters, and they showed them, like, oh, which character would you want most as a toy? They gravitated to Iron Man. What the kids didn't know was that Iron Man was a, there's a person inside. They thought Iron Man was just a robot. And it turns out, like, a lot of people didn't know that, hey, yeah, there's a man in that suit. So, yeah. Spider-Man was just, I don't, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just going to say I agree with what you said that you know when it comes to being recognized in the superhero world 
you the most recognizable to me you think batman superman spider-man and i would even i honestly would even throw wolverine in there oh yeah for i sure. think wolverine is probably out of i mean you could say x-men you're like oh yeah okay well who mm-hmm. but you say wolverine oh yeah i know wolverine yeah you know any kid like you said oh, any kid will know superman yeah. any kid will know batman any kid will know spider-man mm-hmm. and hulk like it's just one. Yeah, I, I I guess I would throw the Hulk in there too, just mm. of his history and everything like that. But I mean, those three, I mean, you can't argue that every person will know. If you were to, like you said, if you throw a set of toys on the floor, you told the kid, oh, show me Spider-Man. He would know who Spider-Man is. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's no avoiding it. Mm-mm. Um. I think we're going to take a quick break. Cool. Okay, and we are back. Um, so, yeah. Uh, is there, I think it's probably maybe time to wrap up the podcast, but uh, anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, so, hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I, as much as I'm loving this convo, but it, if yeah, you if you if you had to now obviously I know Spider Man's your go to when it comes mm-hmm. to superhero wise. Out of the movies that have been out, what would you say is the one movie that you could literally just watch over and over and never get sick of? Oh, that is hard. Um it seriously is a toss up between like Into the Spider Verse and Far From Home. Um, I maybe into the Spider Verse, and that sounds crazy. I mean, Far From Home was a lot of fun, um, but I kind of feel like I I know sort of all the beats. And with Into the Spider Verse, every time I watch it, I feel like I catch something new that I miss. I mean, like for example, there's that time where they're trying to sneak away, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, there's this, the scientists that knows them. They have all these guns and stuff, and then they start shooting at him. And then, you know, Spider-Man hands Miles the bagel, and he throws the bagel at the guy. And if you look, when the bagel hits the guy, instead of saying pow or something, it says bagel instead of pow. <laughs> it's these little things like that that I'm just like, God damn, someone took the time to animate that little, little thing. There's all these little, I don't know. I get, they really took their time with the animation and stuff and really just every, I don't know. I could get you on and on about the movie. Um, how about you? I think it's a toss-up between. I'd have to go far from home, and just because I haven't seen it in a while, but I always remember liking it, would be Spider-Man number two. Um, okay. Doctor Octopus was a good choice. The mm-hmm. guy who played him was good. The story was good. Um. I, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, but I think I could watch that one a lot. Mm-hmm. But the, I like the. I see. I'm not. I'm different in opinion. I do mm-hmm. like the Raimi Spider-Man. I yeah. do. Um, but I was thinking about it when we're talking about this. You know, that first one came out almost 20 years ago, I think, because I remember being either in the eighth grade or a freshman. When that movie uh, came out. 2002, because it was the year I was graduating. Good Lord. Yeah. 
Or it could be 2001. We're old. I could be wrong. We're old. <laughs> it's probably 2001, actually. Um, I think it was just as I was probably maybe beginning uh, my senior year or something. Yeah, the not, yeah, because I was a freshman yeah. then when that movie came out. So, yeah. Oh, my God. But, like I said, I remember it being on TV the mm-hmm. other day, and I just remember watching it, and I just like, man, I forgot how good this movie was. And I am so biased against it, I made sure that my son did not watch that as his first exposure to a cinematic Spider-Man. What, what, what did you make um, him watch first? Damn, I think it may have been Amazing Spider-Man 2, but he didn't watch the whole thing. Like, he, the only cinematic Spider-Man he's watched the whole thing of was Far From Home. He watched it in theaters with us. And I was blown away oh, because nice. he actually behaved and sat there. Like, he's six years old. He goes nuts. And then I bring him to this movie. I'm like, you better behave. And he's like, okay. And <laughs> lo and behold, this kid is in it. He is loving it. There, there are points where, like, crazy stuff happens in the movie. We look at each other. And we're like, holy crap. Did you see? Like, we're bonding and stuff. Like, we're, we're relating to each other. And it's just such a fun thing to see him you know, fall in love with this movie. And when he, when he walked down, like, so what'd you think? He's like, it was so cool. I can't wait to see it again. Like, Oh my God, this is the first movie I've seen. Like, you know, with, with him, without his sister or mom around. And he, he was fantastic. No, wait, I take it back. His first movie in theaters was, um, the first star Wars movie of this new trilogy. And he lost it about a third, two thirds of the way in, ended up running up and down the aisles, being a nut, and I eventually had to take him outside and be like, you gotta behave, we don't do this here, and he eventually calmed down, fell asleep for the last act, I'm like, Jesus, kid. That being said, no, he, uh, Far From Home. And after Spider-Man? Yeah. After Far From Home was in, you're like, that's, that's my, my boy. boy! I was, I'm still very proud of that. <laughs> so, technically, I believe that is his first cinematic Spider-Man, because that's the first movie he sat through that featured Spider-Man. Prior to that was, I think, Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, which could be deemed as child abuse, apparently, by some of the <laughs> people that follow me on Instagram. Um, yeah. What? But what, you know what? For as much as I like to crap on the Raimi stuff, Spider-Man 2 is phenomenal. It's a great movie. That's the thing. Like, yes, I'm not a fan of Toby. And to be honest, Raimi didn't really do a bad job at all. The fact of the matter is Raimi was cr- trying to capture that version of Spider-Man he grew up with which was that 60s, 70s Spider-Man. And when you watch it, like, you feel like you're in a comic book world of, like, back in the day. He totally did a fantastic job, and he nailed it, trying to go for his vision. I just don't agree with Kristen Dunst. I don't agree with um, Tommy Wire. And I'm just not really a fan of, um, what's his face, that played Green Goblin. You know, everyone else was, uh, not, not, not Green Goblin, um, Harry Osborn. Green Goblin, they did a great job, minus the whole Power Ranger suit. But aside from that, the casting was great, and I loved Alfred Molina. Um, but that being said, Spider-Man 2 is a great movie, and I can absolutely see why you would say that you could watch that one over and over again. You know? Yeah, without mm-hmm. a doubt. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, who's your favorite leading lady? Since you just said you didn't care for Kristen Dunst. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I genuinely loved Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. She she was so fun and natural and charming. You could absolutely see why Peter Parker would go for her. 
And on top of that, like she was really smart and just she was equal. She was definitely a match for him, both intellectually and humor wise. And you know, if they were like, we're gonna cast Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy in you know Spider Gwen, I'd be I'd be all over it. Unfortunately, they probably see her as being a little too old now, but I totally would have watched that. And uh, yeah, I, I re- so sorry. Go ahead. No, I was I was actually going to say something that might disappoint you. You know, I was actually watching something on YouTube with uh, my daughter today. And fun fact, um, I actually had no idea, and I don't really care if this is a spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen that movie yet. When Gwen Stacy actually dies, <laughs> when he saves her, I thought it was the webbing that snapped her back. Yeah. Come to find out, I didn't know she smacked her head off. Oh, yeah, she fucking hit. Like, oh, yeah, because they actually showed it. And I'm like, yeah, when I watched it, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, they didn't, you know, they wanted to make sure the audience knew, like, yeah, she did. There's no no chance. She's for sure dead. Yeah, I I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know how I missed that. Like, I for sure thought, oh, she just snapped her back. That's why he feels so guilty. But no, she, like, straight, boom. I was like, he just couldn't get to her in time. Nope. So sad, man. And I, it, what sucked too is I'm like, damn, you're gonna kill her off that early? Like, geez, give it a couple movies first. But no, they they wanted to go and do that arc apparently. But yeah, it's fine. I why didn't why didn't they ever give him a third one? Do we know? Uh, the movie didn't make as much as they were hoping it would make. And wow. I think uh, critically, it was not well received. So they were like. We gotta do. We gotta. We gotta go back to the drawing board. We've got this. This character. We have to use him, and we gotta be able to make sure as much money. We make as much money as possible. So, and it's crazy as it sounds. Thankfully, you know, North Koreans hacked Sony's emails, exposed a bunch of stuff. Sony was in a bad place, and you know, they were like, you know what? Let's make this deal with Disney, and that worked out for the rest of us, because now we finally, finally got to see Spider-Man on screen with Iron Man and Captain America. You know, the only thing that was missing was Wolverine. Like, if I could see Spider-Man with Wolverine, oh, he's so good. Still waiting for that. Yeah, that that would have been amazing. No pun intended. <laughs> but but yep. I never understood why, um, with Emma Stone, I was really wishing they would have done her as Mary Jane just because, hey, you know, she could be really charming and stuff. And they could have gone the same route as, like, the PlayStation 4 game. Or maybe she's not a model. Maybe she's a reporter. Or maybe she's also a photographer. But they didn't go that route. I don't know. It's kind of disappointing. So is Kristen Dunst your favorite leading lady? No, I, I would agree. I'm a star. Okay. For sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, and, it, and it wasn't even someone playing Mary Jane. It was what's funny about it, too. Mm-hmm. But I just so, think she did a really yeah. good job. All right, well, you know, I'll ask one last question. I didn't ask this to anybody else. Who was your favorite cinematic villain? This is a hard one. Oh, man. Villain. Uh, If I had to pick one right now, I'd probably go Mysterio. Really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. How come? Yeah, I, just like I said, I mean, you're watching that movie. My whole thought, wait, this guy's a villain. What's he doing 
helping and being a hero and <laughs> risking life and limb. And, and then all of a sudden, bam, it hits you. Yeah. And from that point on, I mean, Gyllenhaal was just fantastic. And then you find out why he's doing what he's doing and just everything that he does with the whole cameras and the holographs and, Oh, it was just so good and so well done. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, Doc, I mean, you can't go wrong with Doc Ock either. I mean, Alfred Molina, I mean, that was just like a perfect fit. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm still wasn't like, I'm tempted to say Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus uh, because it kind of reminds me of like that episode, um, Heart of Ice from Batman, the animated series with, you know, Mr. Freeze. Where in both instances, mm-hmm. you've got these incredibly smart, you know, talented um, guys, but they're emotionally crushed. Like with, with Dr. Octopus, he goes crazy, obviously, because of the arms, but he's also lost his wife. And with Mr. Freeze, too, like his whole thing, he's not trying to take over the world. He's not trying to get rich. He's trying to save his wife. And there's a pain behind it. And I think, you know, with uh, Dr. Octopus, there's something similar to that where he's a tragic villain because... He's this brilliant mind, but he's gone insane because of an accident that's happened. And for Peter, it's a personal thing where he's trying to, you know, bring this brilliant man back to what he was supposed to be. And he's just not able to do it in the, in the end. But I, for me, I still, it sounds nuts, but I, I like the Vulture most of all. Um, you know, with, uh, with Keaton's Vulture, you had a guy that was relatable. He was a, he's a working class guy. He's just trying to go and do good by his his uh, his employees. He wants them to lead good lives. And he wants to give his own family a really good life as well. And so yeah, he's doing some not so great things, but it's led to him to have this great life. And there's this you know there's that whole moment where he's driving uh, Peter and his daughter to the dance, and all of a sudden he starts to put two and two together of like who he is, and it's like oh. You, yeah, that was you a good missing scene. at this point. You weren't here at this point, but you were here at this point. And just the whole way that he plays with Peter, that sounds disgusting. But <laughs> the whole way that he, he starts messing <laughs> with him and stuff, and like he knows who he is, um, it just kind of shows you that he, there's a real genius behind him. And he was just a lot of fun to watch on screen. Like, Dr. Octopus was a lot of fun to watch on screen as well. They did a great job of making you know, of this very emotional hero, but with uh, Vulture, it, it's just, just, it felt far more personal because it was someone that he knew. And then seeing Peter's reaction when he sees who, um, who Liz's dad is, like, holy crap, it's just so much fun to watch. Um, yeah, he just did a great job. So, I don't know. And in a way, I feel like Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin it's definitely up there as well. It's just if they had only found a way to really bring the goblin to life instead of that stupid helmet, I, he, that would probably have been my first. Because he did a great, great job as well where he, you, know, you see him trying to figure out who Peter Parker is at the dinner and stuff. So, And then the whole split personality thing that he had going too. That, yeah. was, that was... I mean, I, I, won't, I won't take away, like you said, but that outfit kind of... Eh. The outfit sucked. I'm sorry. And um, it's hard. I, my answer is Vulture, but Green Goblin was fantastic. It's not a, it's not a bad really answer. Good. And even Sandman, if Sandman had been given, like, 
the right script. Like the very beginning of the film is really, really good and does a great job of showing you this character. And he, you know, as much as I'm like, you don't need to show the origins. His origin was very interesting. And especially with, with some deleted scenes where they show him like trying to go and be with his daughter and stuff, or his kid. Um, there's a real emotional aspect to it and it's relatable. And you know, typically those are the best kinds of villains. Like Thanos in Infinity War, I think is a better villain than he was in Endgame because you understood there was a tragedy behind him. He saw you know, his world just go to crap because they wouldn't listen to him. And he doesn't want that to happen to anybody else. And so he's on this terrible crusade to go and you know, kill half of the world's population in order for the other half to thrive. And that tragedy is what makes him relatable and human. And there's even, you know, there maybe even some people that are like rooting for him as the movie's going along. So, I don't know. That's, <laughs> uh, yeah, as crazy as it sounds, Vulture for me is the one I go for. No, no, like I said, it's not a bad answer, man. I could easily pick him also. Mm. But, so. But it's just funny that we both like the villains from the two newest ones. Yeah. They did just such a great job, man. And I can't wait. I was going to say, it just it just comes to show you what they're doing right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm glad that Sony eventually decided to go and find some kind of compromise with Disney to be able to be like, we're making lots of money, you're making lots of money, let's keep this going. So, yeah. How long do you think now until we get this movie, though? Uh, they said it should be released in 2021. So pretty soon, actually. Sooner than I was yeah. expecting. Oh, I'm but... glad we don't have to wait too long. I mean, they got to start. They got to start doing it quick because you know Tom Holland's not getting younger. Yeah. So, well, what, what was he like? In I think this should be his senior year that he's finally in. So, uh, yeah. If they do the timeline right, yeah. yeah. So who knows what'll happen? But I think there's a pretty good. T- place to end the podcast so anything else you want to say before we go no nah, man this was cool uh sorry i'm not that entertaining but <laughs> your, your answers and your questions hopefully i did it great so no worries at all hopefully i did justice but anytime awesome, man. man do well, it again thanks so much for being part of the podcast and to everyone listening thank you for listening for this long i know we went on a little longer than intended but it's a fun conversation so It's Spider-Man, people. Come on. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a a great time, and we'll see you next time.